Hi friends, Pastor Tammy here, and I am so honored to bring the message this weekend. And if you have been uh, coming along with us on our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're going into our last week. So hang in there, keep pressing in. You know, your online submissions, what you shared with us is that you are fasting. Most of you are fasting from doing a soul fast and you're pressing in for a deeper relationship with God. And I love that because that's his desire for you as well. So keep pressing in in this last week. And if you're just joining us and, you're, and you wanna join us on the fast, it's not too late. You can fast for the next week or a day even. And you can find out more information on what we're doing on our app or our website. And if you were able to tune in last week for Pastor Rob's sermon, it was awesome. And if you haven't seen it, you can, get, you can catch it on YouTube. And, you know, he mentioned that in seeking God for, for Anchor Church this year or just Anchor Church, period, it was his desire that we would become a church whose first reaction was to pray first, that we would have a deeper dependence on God that was, that was full of prayer, that it would be like our breath. And I love that he shared as he was preaching that he and his wife, Deb, who I know to be some of the most praying people, that they had to learn how to do that. And in his message, he shared that the disciples themselves asked Jesus, hey, teach us how to pray. And, he, and the disciples were given a guideline by Jesus. And I love that. I wonder if I was back in that day, would I have been one of those rude people that pushed you aside and shoved my way through to sit at Jesus' feet with fear of missing out. Big time FOMO. I can be like that. And what I love is that Jesus actually invites us to come and sit at his feet. He wants to be our teacher. And you don't have to worry about FOMO people like me shoving you out of the way. He has a place for you right, right where you're at. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And there was so much actually on prayer. Prayer is just something I'm so passionate about. And I had to choose like, what is it, Father? I was praying, what do you want me to share? And I, I, it was like, I want them to hear me. And I feel it's, his, it's our Father's heart that in this historic time of uncertainty, you know, last year just being so uncertain and feeling so out of control and so many ways that we can get our information that can literally freak us out. He's saying, not in a scared way, he's like, it's so important, my sons and daughters, that you hear my voice above any other voice that, that you're hearing. And so I entitled this message, Who Has Your Ear? Because whoever has your ear, it will show. And I have a neighbor, I have some friends, I have some family that don't know Jesus. And I wonder, you know, like, I think one of the biggest things that, that would break my heart is that they did not see Jesus in me. And there's so much out there right now that they're like, I, I hear people saying, if that's what Jesus looks like, I don't want to follow Jesus. And that's not how it should be. We are called to be his salt and his light and his love and his hope in the world. And so I think it's, it's so important that if we learn to hear the teacher within us, Jesus, not only are we going to look like him, but we're going to become like him. And we're going to do the things he's called us to do in this world. And I want to, there's a couple scriptures I want to share, but I want to open up with this one. And it's in the book of Revelations, uh, chapter 3, verse 22. And Jesus, John is given this vision, in a, given this scripture and these words from Jesus in a vision. And it's to the seven churches. And in every one of these letters to the churches, at the end of the chapter, Jesus says something like this. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. And before we begin, I want to pray. Father, I thank you for your living and active word. 
And we need you right now like we have never needed you before. We always need you. But in a world where there's so much darkness and so much confusion and uncertainty, you stand strong and still, and you do speak. Be still and know that I am God. Father, I, I truly believe it is your heart's desire that we hear your voice above all the other voices that we can hear, above all the noise that we heal, hear your still small voice saying, come to me. So Holy Spirit, I, I don't want um, my friends here listening to hear my voice. I want them to hear yours. So would you come wherever they're at? Would you fill them, Lord? Would you remove any distractions, whether it's physical or spiritual or emotional, so that they can lean in and hear what your spirit is saying to them personally. For you, we are your hope in the world. So Holy Spirit, come. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I was saying, you know, Jesus is inviting you to come. Well, let's take a look. I didn't just make that up. Let's take a look at where that's at. In Matthew chapter 11, it says, Then Jesus says, said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and I am gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And I love that. Jesus isn't saying, hey, get things right and come to me. He's, he's, it's this invitation, come to me. And I really have learned and I've asked for help to do this, and that is my prayer today, how to hear his voice saying, come to me when I am freaking out, or I really need his opinion on stuff, or else I'm going to spiral in my own direction. Well, you may ask, how do we do this? And I have three short points here, and, and the first one is, listen for his invite. There's so much that we can be listening to. He says in, in the, in the 28th, 28th verse of that 11th chapter of Matthew, then Jesus said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. we got to listen for his invitation. Jesus, our teacher within, has opened up the door wide. We don't have to put in an application for, for college or pay tuition. He's paid the price with his blood. He loves you. He wants to teach you. He says, come to me all day long. And, you know, um, one of my Jewish friends said that, you know, hearing in 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 their culture, it's the the... Hebrew word is is not just to hear but it's to obey and it's connected to loving God and you know when you're in a relationship to be heard by your husband or your friend to really be heard where they can hear your heart it means so much you feel love and it's just this this reciprocal thing and so God wants us to hear and it's 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 equivalent to loving him and we can get better and better as we practice it and he teaches us and you might think hey Pastor Tammy, well, the disciples could go physically to Jesus. How can I go to Jesus? He is, he's not here anymore. He's not on earth. But he's as near as your breath. He's right here. He's our Emmanuel. He's God with us. And I can show you this in the scripture. There's so many, and I had to choose just a few for this short time we have. In, in the book of John, one of my favorite books, John 14, 15, 16, 17, I love to camp out in there. I'm always in those chapters of John. In John 14, uh, verses 15 through 18, Jesus is telling his disciples before he's going to go to the cross, his his last words to them before he's going to go take our sins and he's going to die. 
and he's telling these disciples and I, I imagine them sitting around a campfire at night. I don't know if it was night. I think it was, you know, and sitting around and they've been following him. He's their bud. They've been together for three years doing the things that guys can do, you know, hanging out and doing the things that guys can do, making each other laugh. And I won't talk about how, but guys, I've been around guys and they're just so funny. Um, And he says, if you love my commandments, if you love me, excuse me, obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate, a helper who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't even recognize him. But you know him, he he tells the disciples, because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And I can imagine him, him sitting around. He lives with you now because he's with them. He's, he's, he's elbow to elbow, maybe sitting, you know, knee to knee. He's with you now, but he will be in you later. In chapter 16 of John, he says, it is beneficial that I go away so that the comforter can come because he can only be at one place at one time when he was on the earth. And now, if you have accepted his invitation, and you're believing that he died and he rose from the dead. And he's, he's exchanging this, this old life for a new one and reconciliation with a father who loves you. If you've invited him into your heart, he dwells there. His Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. It's a mystery. I can't explain it. I just know that for the 40 years I've walked with him, he's there. And if you haven't done that yet, you'll be given a chance later on. So no worries, no worries. So, so how do we come to Jesus? How do we learn to hear the teacher and give him our ear? Well, first, we've got to listen for the invite. We've got to pay attention to what we're listening to and, and wait to hear his voice. The second thing is get te- cheek to cheek with Jesus. Get cheek to cheek with him. In, in Matthew eleven twenty nine, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And a yoke, uh, back in the day when he was talking to the disciples, they totally understood what he was saying. They would take um, two strong oxen or animals, and they would put uh, a yoke on them so that they would be able to be together and plowing the fields. The farmer could use them to plow the fields. And when you were locked into this yoke, it was on their necks. You had to go where these animals were going or, you know, your, your, the oxen were going. And sometimes they would put a stronger ox to lead and train a younger ox. And so there's this picture like, take my yoke upon you. And, you know, in a yoke, there's only room for one more. Is Jesus in your yoke? Are you yoked to Jesus? We're going to have to stop in this moment and, and you know, every day and, and recognize who or what am I yoked to and do a fruit check. Like, am I, what is my, the feeling? What is my, the, the, the feeling that I wake up to every day? Am I hopeful? Do I know that I am loved and that I have the Savior of the universe, the King of Kings dwelling within me to call upon my teacher? Who are you yoked to? You know, a lot of you, as I said, I don't know if I said this in the beginning, but a lot of you, 50% were saying, I am soul fasting. I'm giving up social media. I mean, that can be such a yoke where we are just scrolling through, comparing our lives and apps, games, guys, games, or girls too. They are designed to keep us addicted and to keep in those apps. There are brilliant people designing ways to hit those dopamine, the dopamine in your brain. And, and so are you yoked to that? 
or news, the news, current news of the day? Are you so, does that have more voice? Does, are you, is that, does that have your, are you yoked to the news? Or hopes and dreams that are good. You know, you, I, my life feels empty until I get that significant other. Oh, that is such a good desire. God wants you to have your, your wife or your husband and to be equally yoked with them. And he, he sees that desire. And I absolutely bring, he wants, he, he, I absolutely believe he wants to fulfill that desire too. And I always pray for, for those that, that are desiring someone else in their lives to, to share their lives with. Your dreams, your career, your retirement. Are you yoked to, to these, these things that that's all you think about? That's your drive. Or your self-image, you know, that you're just, you just have to, you know, your appearance, whatever it may be, or your friends and their agenda, depending on, on if they are following Jesus or not, that could be a wrong yoke. And some of the biggest things that my teacher, our teacher Jesus has shown me are the comparison, the praise of man, the people-pleasing, performing, performing to think I need to please God or others. Shame to admit it, but that's the things that he's shown me that I've released to him. Pride or busyness. We're so busy. That can be a yoke that, that can weigh us down and can, can have our ear more than our Savior. And I don't imagine, you know, the busyness that Jesus walks fast. I feel like he just cruised, like he just cruised and the disciples could walk with him. And I feel like that's his pace. And sometimes I learn to feel my pace picking up and I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh slow down. Slow down, because if I don't slow down, the rest of my day is going to feel frantic and panicked like this. Happened to me this morning. I won't get into it, but, but he was there, and I just said, Jesus, teacher, I'm coming to you. Speak to me. I want to hear you. Being yoked to Jesus keeps you disciplined, and it forces you to submit to him and go the way he's going. You'll see things from his perspective. If you're yoked to him, you'll see things from his perspective. And I was thinking of this too. I, I forgot to mention, you know, fear. Fear is such a big thing that people are encountering right now. And it's speaking. You're hearing stuff and, and you're letting that have your ear. And I imagined like I'm a kind of a Lord of the Rings geek. I'm not really. I'm not as, as good as some of my awesome friends who know all the characters. But, but there's a character. A, a, an orc is one of those beasts that are gross and slimy. And they got pointy teeth that are all decayed. And I can imagine they must stink. And, and I just thought, imagine if fear looked like an orc that was yoked to you, that couldn't eat you or claw you because he was yoked, but yet he was there all the time, that nasty, stinky, slimy, just and that threat, that fear that you're carrying around with you all the time. If we could see what we're yoked to, would that break our hearts? Would we be, would we be disgusted? You know, and our Father still says, come to me, I love you, come to me, Jesus says that. So again, when you're, when you're locked to Jesus, you're forced to see things um, his way. And, you know, I have such a big imagination. Like, I can go, I can spiral all over the place for good and for bad. And one day in particular, um, about three months ago, I was walking in the valley by my house, and there was no one else there. And, and I was going through some stuff, and I'm, I'm just talking about, I'm talking about, and that's what's cool is nobody's around, so I can, I can talk about it. But in this instance, I was imagining stuff. I mean, it got crazy, guys. I think I even imagined like a wild animal attacking me and I saw myself all flailed open and everything. And I just was like, I, it became like ridiculous, right? And I just, I heard his voice. It wasn't an audible voice, but I'm trying to practice hearing it. 
come to me. And I just went, Jesus. Like, I was pretty freaked out because of the other stuff. Like, I was alone, and I just kind of felt, you know, vulnerable. And I said, Jesus, what do you think of this? And I didn't, it was almost as if he took my cheek, and he turned it, he turned it to the left. And all I could see, I wish I had a picture. I do have a picture, but I, I just, it won't describe what I saw. But it just, there were ginger flowers going all the way back as far as I could see, just gingers blooming in, in this tropical lush forest with all these vines. And the smell just came upon me, the ginger. Fr- and it was so beautiful and so glorious. And it was like, oh, heaven. <laughs> and I just immediately felt our Prince of Peace's peace. And and I kind of giggled with him. I mean, I may look weird in the in the mountains giggling by myself, but that was a moment. And and in essence, that's what uh, I think Second Corinthians chapter five says: to take every thought captive to Jesus. It's like going, "Hey, my teacher, my Lord, what do you think about this?" Or Philippians four that says, "Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, you know, present your request." So it's it's one of those habits where it's like, "I got to talk to my teacher." And that day he turned my cheek and showed me the beautiful, beautiful, and I'll never forget it. I call it my turn, I call it my, my, my corner that he spoke to me. I'm like, this is, and I take my friends, this is the corner he spoke to me. So anyway, how many of us are super weary and worn out by being yoked to what's not of him? When you yoke to Jesus, and you say, Lord, I, I don't want this anymore. He can show you. Some, I mean, it's taken years for me. Sometimes I don't even realize why I'm so afraid of things. He shows me stuff that, that I grew up believing about myself or stuff that happened to me that brought this terror where he comes in and he, he says, I'm, I, I healed you from that. You don't have to be afraid. And he will replace the stuff that you were never meant to be cheek to cheek with, with him. And I love that term, cheek to cheek. Chaplain Trevor Carpenter gave that to me. And I just, or we were in a preaching meeting and he's like, you're cheek to cheek. And I love that picture of being cheek to cheek with him. So how do we come to him? How do we let him have our ear? How do we hear the teacher? Well, first, we've got to listen to his invitation to come. We've got to listen for the invite. We've got to be cheek to cheek with him. And my last point is we've got to let him teach us. In that same passage we've been reading in Matthew 11, verses 29 through 30, Jesus says, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden, the burden I give you is light. And I love this part because Jesus says, I am humble and gentle at heart. Our teacher within, he's not only inviting us to come and learn from him, but he's saying he's a teacher that, that we can learn from who's humble and gentle. He understands that we won't get it right the first time. He's not this strict, boring teacher. You don't have to hook up to Zoom and have your okole be sore from sitting there for so long. He is, he's there. He's right here, present within you. And I think about the teachers in my life, so many. I, I want to mention all of my dear friends who, you know, just encourage me. And, and when I forget who I am, they can tell me who I am, just like Jesus. 
And, but I think about my friends at work and, and when I, I came into this job knowing no Excel or Word, I didn't even know how to copy and paste. And there's times when my dear coworkers, male and female, are, I have to ask them, how do I do this? And, and sometimes I just want them to do it for me because <laughs> they're busy, you know, and I, and I just want them, I don't want them to teach me, I just want them to do it. But they're so gentle and kind and they take the time, they're patient to come sit beside me and say, okay, let's click onto this. And, and even if I don't get it, because if I don't take notes, I'm not going to get it. Um, if I don't get it the first time, I can go back day after day and say, can you teach me how to do this? And you know what's cool is when you learn how to do it, you can help others learn. And I think that's the, the hugest thing that Jesus is, is, is so about. What we learn from him, we can then teach others. So you've, got, you've experienced teachers that are patient and kind. And I, I was thinking about this when I was pre- preparing this sermon when I was in fourth grade, my mom is from Maine and my dad is from Hawaii. They live here now, um, but he was stationed in the Air Force, so he met her in Maine. And so for a while, he, he got uh, stationed out in Shemya, Alaska, and we couldn't go. So we lived in Sanford, Maine for a while. And I went to this Catholic school, and I was in about fourth grade. And if you've ever lived in a place where you, there's ice then you know there's a time when you get out on that sidewalk and you start to slip and you're like, uh-oh. And you start to do the ice dance because you're like, and your feet are, are going all over the place and you're like, I don't know to put my hands in the front or in the back. Which way am I going to bust my head open? And you're trying to, and it's really funny. There's YouTube videos and I'm sorry, I, it's really funny. And I, because it's on YouTube, I know they're okay. Or America's Funniest Home Videos. But so there was this, this sister, this nun, I won't say her name. I know she's with Jesus now. But when we were at recess, if you fell on the ice, you would get a big poke from her cane. And so not only was I like afraid to slip on the ice and pop my head open, crack my head open and embarrass myself in, in front of my friends, I was so afraid that, that this sister was going to come and poke me with her cane. And I got poked. I, got, I did get poked a couple times lying on the ice like, oh, no, here it comes. But, you know, and why were they letting us play on the ice anyway? But, but here's the thing. Jesus is not a teacher that's waiting for you to slip up and fall and is going to come and poke you over and over again. As many times as you fall, this teacher, Jesus, he's not there. He's waiting for you with open arms to come back and come to him and teach you his way. He has so much more that he wants to teach us and discover about him. And as I said earlier, I've been following him for 40 years, not perfectly. Oh, man, I, I've taken detours on my own that really ended up in, in big pain and big pain and consequences. And I've personally been taught by him, like, I don't understand things. And I share this with you so that you know he's so simple. If I don't understand, you know, like my friends, I don't understand how to make a double-sided copy on this machine. They don't laugh at me. <laughs> Jesus, he's so, you can ask him. I, I've asked, you know, I, the father, like, I don't understand Jesus. I remember one time telling my friend, I think, I think God wants us to know something about Jesus. And so I go, let's just pray. And that's how my, my walk with him has been, is like, God, I, I think there's something about Jesus you want us to know. Could you show me what that is? And I can't tell you when it came, but, but I learned, oh, my gosh, he died for me. Well, he died for me. And then years later, the Holy Spirit, I didn't understand. I don't understand the Holy Spirit. Could you teach me? And then how do you, what, is, what do you mean to pray in your name? And so I ask him, I ask him, and he teaches me. And it's not something that, bam, happens overnight. And, and how he, he teaches us is, 
is, he, you know, he, he teaches us through his word. He teaches us through others that, that know his word or that have walked with him longer. He can teach us what it means that he died for you and that he gave you his spirit and gifts for you to share with the world. He can teach you one of the biggest things to love yourself and to love him and to love others. You know, he's not only an expert in one subject. He is the master teacher of the universe. And the most important thing that I've found to be important to me, and I believe to you too, I know to, uh, to us, is that he is an expert at us. He knows the day you were conceived. He knows the things that have hurt you and shaped you. And he knows why you act the way you do or don't act the way you do. He knows why people in your life are that way. And so he's, he's such a good and gentle teacher. He can help you receive his love, and he can help you win battles in your mind. And that's where, I'm going to tell you, that's where it starts. You're gonna, he's gonna, he can teach you how to win those battles in your mind by recognizing his voice. And I want to cover that real fast, and I'm going to um, share something that you can, we want to do a prayer class later. But there will always be three voices as we're learning to hear the teacher and let him have our ear. There's three voices that you can hear, either yours, the enemies, or God's. And if your voice is in alignment with our Father, if you know that you're a new creation, that you're his masterpiece, that, that you're his temple, if you know that, then your voice may be a voice you can trust. And then you have the enemy's voice. He is a liar. There is no truth in him. He brings condemnation and discouragement. He tells you you're unworthy, you're unaccepted, you're rejected. The fruit of what he tells you is hopelessness. And, and you know, you can point straight back to whatever you're feeling and do the opposite antonym of that word, and that's the truth for you because God is love and everything is, and so God's voice is love. He never condemns. He never makes you feel like you've blown it forever. He will convict you if, if you've done something wrong gently and say, come back to me. It's okay. I've already forgiven you. Jesus took our sin. It's a, a, one, it's a done deal. We just need to receive it and learn how to walk in that. So three voices. Remember that. Yours, the enemies are God's. And God's is love. He, you know, the first attributes described in 1 Corinthians 13 are patient and kind. He's patient and kind with you. So in learning to hear the teacher, keep that in mind. And just a few things on how he speaks to us. I said earlier, in his word, in his word is everything you need. His word is living and active. It is, it is breathed by his spirit. It is living and active. It says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It's able to pierce joints and marrow, soul and spirit, dividing the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. His word is one of the main ways he'll speak to you. And, and so it's so important to get in his word. He'll speak to you in that still, small voice in the quiet. Through words and phrases, sometimes you'll, like, like I know this is a scripture, but I started to hear, come to me. And I, I just pray that's something that you begin to hear too. Hear your, your teacher within saying, come to me nature like he did with me that day when he turned my cheek we are so blessed to live in Hawaii and I've heard so many stories where people are really going through stuff and and I've we've prayed together and then they send a picture of a rainbow because a rainbow is God's promise right and so there's so many ways if you're asking to, to for him to speak to you, he's going to show you He'll speak to you through people, people that are in alignment with his will not everybody not every voice can you trust but 
But those that are listening to the teacher, yeah, you can trust their voice if, they're, if that's who's got their ear the most. He'll speak to you in circumstances where a door will close over and over and you're just like, I think this is the job I want, God. This is what I want. I, this is it. Or this is the house I want. I've been there. There's no other house for me. Or there's no other guy for me. Or there's no other thing. And, and yet I look back now and he was right and I was wrong. And so, so he, will, he will close the door on things sometimes and that's like a circumstance. Or dreams. Sometimes he gives you dreams. And as he teaches you, he not only says, do this, he gives you his Holy Spirit. He empowers you to do what he's teaching you. I mean, what teacher can do that? He's available 24-7. His classroom is open. He's not going to kick you out at 3 p.m. And his classroom is anywhere you are. I love that. I so, so love that. I'm almost done here. And I, I... I like to tease. I, I've never really gone to any, any I, I, I did t- take some classes out of high school, ceramics and nutrition, and I never really got into anything. I, I tell people that I, I got my degree from the school of hard knocks and bad decisions that I made and the consequences of those bad decisions, but I am getting a master's degree. I am, and so can you. And you don't even have to pay tuition or, or put in an application or get a letter of recommendation. I'm getting a master's degree from the master. <laughs> it's true. And he's the master of the universe, and he can teach you things that you, you, you've never known before. So friends, let us lean in. Let us hear his voice say, come to me. And how are we going to do that? We've got to listen to the invite. We've got to be cheek to cheek with him. Take his yoke. And we've got to let him teach us. He's not going to force himself. We have to let him. He promises rest, and that's a whole nother sermon, but rest from the, the, the striving, the seeking to please him and others, just this rest, rest in what he has already done on the cross for you. So let us ask him to help us. Let us hear the teacher. Let him have your ear, because whoever has your ear, it's going to show. And I just said, you know, spend time listening to him the most in his word. You know, read the Gospels. I said, you know, read, read John chapter 14 through 17. Talk to him and listen to him. Get connected with others. Connect groups, small shout out for there. It's a huge shout out, shout out actually. I have grown so much being in the company of other people that love Jesus and are seeking him. And, and we just walk together. And, and it's cool. We're sitting with Jesus around that fire and he's here with us. And I absolutely believe that if we learn to hear Jesus, the teacher within, more than anything, the more we'll learn to love him and the more we'll look like him and be his love and his light and his salt in the world. We will be the bringers of good news because surely the world certainly needs that right now. We'll be the bringers of good news of the gospel of peace. And so I am just going to be praying for you guys that for our church family, that this could be something that is, is something that you make a habit every day to ask him, help me to hear your voice, my teacher. So let's pray. Father, I, I thank you so much ah, for the privilege and the honor. I, I, I could sit here talking about you for hours. And I thank you for 
my friends here that took time out of their day to lean in and listen for a word from you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take the word, your living and active word, and it was planted in fertile soil of their hearts. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would hear what you're saying to us, that you would have our ear, that we would hear your invitation all day long saying, come to me, come to me, my child, come to me, my friend, that we would get cheek to cheek with you, Jesus, that we would, that you would lift up the yoke, that we would give you whatever is not of you, and that we would yoke to you, Jesus, and that we would let you be our teacher, that we would let you teach us. Lord, we're needing your help with this. So Holy Spirit, come. You didn't leave us alone to figure this out by ourselves, or you gave us your spirit. So empower us to do this. And in Jesus' name, I pray for anyone out there, Lord, that, that you would just, Holy Spirit, begin to move. And friends, maybe just take this time. And if, you know, just take some time right now. And, and, and he may be showing you stuff. And you can just lift it up to him. And imagine, use your imagination to lift, to, to imagine your Savior coming and lifting up the heavy burden of fear and terror and doubt and self-hatred or rejection or career, or worry, whatever it may be, news, a person, a a place, or a thing, and let it be Jesus that you're yoked to. So Holy Spirit, show my brothers and sisters, my friends, and may they release that to you, and be free to walk with you, free and light, to walk with you, Father, all the days of their lives, and to help others to see that, and to come along as well, in Jesus' name, for your glory. And I want to say one more prayer. I said earlier in the message that you'd be given a chance if you've never accepted the invitation um, to invite Jesus to be your teacher, your savior. You know, this teacher that I've been talking about, he has so many titles. It, he has, he's the Prince of Peace. He is Mighty God, the King of Command. He's, he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's the Commander of Heaven's armies. He's your helper, your counselor, your friend. And um, he wants to be in your life. He died for your sins, and he rose from the dead, and he wants, to, he wants to do life with you. He wants to be your teacher and your Lord, and all it is is an, is, an, is an invitation to say he's inviting you, and all you need to do is say, I receive. You don't have to understand all of it. I never did. I, I'm starting to. I'm, I'm learning. There's always more to discover and learn with our Lord, with Jesus, and you can just come and say, I, I, I want this. I need a teacher like that. I need to be yoked cheek to cheek to you, to the truth. And so I would love to pray with you. And you can just pray alongside in the quiet of your own heart in your home. Just just repeat after me or just pray these in, in your heart. He hears, he hears your voice and guess what? He knows it amongst all the many millions, is there billions, of people in the world. He knows your voice and he's calling your name. Come to me. So pray with me if you feel him calling and you want to do that. Father, I I pray, I thank you. Just, Father, thank you for dying, for, for sending your son to die for me. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this day, this, this day where I really, I, I want to receive the love. I want to accept your invitation of forgiveness and love. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for doing things my own way. I repent. Repent just means I change my mind about how I've been going. I, I want to I wanna be yoked to you. I want to be cheek to cheek with you, Father. So please, please forgive me. And I thank you that you have. Thank you that you died for me, Jesus. And I invite your Holy Spirit 
you to come and dwell in me and to be my teacher and teach me all that you want and help me to do this. And I pray this in your name, in your authority, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yay. Well, welcome to the family of God. Um, that is super exciting. And it is the honestly, I mean, we can say this over and over, but we, we really mean it. it is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. And it's a decision, as I was speaking today, that you're going to have to make over and over and over every day. Not that he hasn't received you already. You're in, but it, you're in his family. His, he already chose you. He already knows your name. But, but it's like, you know, the enemy, you have an enemy too. And that's another whole sermon. But, but so you're going to choose every day to wake up and say, Jesus, be my teacher. And if you just prayed with me that last prayer, please let me know. I would love, love, love to, to just talk to you, to pray with you, and to give you a gift. So there's going to be a number on the screen. Text that number, and, and we'll get in touch with you, okay? Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and a pleasure to spend this time with you. I'll be praying for you. Remember, who's got your ear? Because, because whoever has your ear, it will tell. Let Jesus be your teacher. Hear the teacher. Hear the teacher say, come to me. God bless. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.